T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hi. John Miller, WBZ Radio. I'm old enough to be your grandfather. But can you talk about your progress in the Red Sox organization and how much did that Olympic experience help you? What's up, Johnny? How's it going? Uh, and yeah, the, being with the Red Sox has been a, such such a blessing. You know, this, these last five years, I've gotten to, you know, be around a lot of high character individuals that have, you know, really helped me progress as a baseball player, but more importantly, as a human. And you know that that uh, that that speaks volumes to to the people that I'm around, and uh, you know that the people that we hire um, on a yearly basis to to try to help me achieve my goals. But uh, the Olympic experience was awesome. You know, I haven't played in in that high level of uh, game in a long time and you know to to feel you know that pressure without the you know the intensity of the fans but knowing what's at stake it was such a weird game the atmosphere was just unlike anything I've ever played in but uh, I had a really good experience in Tokyo and you know I played in in some high pressure situations and and I think myself and and I think I represented uh, our country the way we needed to in that event um, so I'm really happy with the way everything turned out, except for, you know, the loss. But I think I developed uh, a lot over there, um, just as much or if not more than if I would have continued playing in Portland. Tristan, do you have any timetable to reach the majors? Nope, I don't have a timetable that they've told me, but uh, all I could say is that I'm trying to make it as quick as possible. Good luck. Thank you. Tristan, what did you learn just from, from being around? We're talking about the Olympics, so being around a manager with Mike Sosha with uh, as much experience as he had, uh, what, what was that like for you? What's up, Ian? Uh, yeah, he was, a, he was awesome. Uh, getting to pick his brain throughout the whole, um, you know, trials and then the training and then the qualifiers and then the Olympics. I got to be around him a lot, and I knew he, he, ha he, has, he has had – uh, a lot of experience playing in, you know, very high level situations such as the World Series. You know, he's been around Hall of Famers and coached all stars. So um, I tried to gravitate towards him as much as possible. And, uh, you know, me and him, I think we developed a pretty good relationship given the time that we were together. Um, we got to learn a little bit from each other about life and a lot about baseball. So he's, I definitely consider him one of the one of the more um, qualified mentors I've had, uh, you know, in my short time playing this game. Hey, Tristan, obviously, you know, you, you already were asked about timetable and all that stuff, and that's not up to you. But as you enter this year, does it feel like, you know, for the first time, this could be the year that you make it? Is that, you know, cross your mind that this could be a different year than before? 
Hey, Chris. Uh, definitely. Yeah, I feel like every year has been my year. Um, but mo more importantly, this one, uh, you know, that's that's coming up in front of me. And I, I think it'll continue to be that way uh, from here on out, whether I'm expected to make the major league roster, go back to AAA. I'm always just looking forward to to what's ahead of me and, and, and controlling what I can control has been uh, my main focus. Um, I know it's very cliche, but it, it really speaks volumes to to the way that I handle um, everything off the field and just getting, uh, you know, as ready as I can to play at the major league level. I, I know if it's not a matter of, of if it's, I mean, it's just not, not a matter of when it's a matter of it, you know, so I, uh, I know that it's going to happen one day and I just want to be prepared uh, as, as, as well as possible and uh, make an impact when I get there more importantly and, and hit the ball rolling, uh, hit the floor rolling and, uh, you know, not look back and, and hopefully get a one-way ticket. Tristan, obviously you, uh, you finished the seat last season at, at AAA Worcester and, at the end of that that portion of your your season, what did you learn about uh, how different each level has been, uh, especially the level of competition, the pitchers that you faced? What did you learn about each level when when you got to uh, Worcester last year? Yeah, what I learned was that uh, you know each each level presents its own issues, its own problems. You know, it's it's its own increment, which is why there's so many levels of minor league development. Uh, you know, there's other sports that are more physically inclined that you're able to dominate another player just because you're you're more able than that person. But every single level that I've gone up, I've learned more about myself as a hitter, learn learn more about the game. Um, it's obviously picked up and it's been faster. Um, but going to the fall league and, and playing against after going through double A AA and triple A and going to the fall league and kind of playing against player, players my age, I really was able to see the difference of the quality of guys who have had experience, you know, fringe major league guys at the triple A level, um, more of the prospects in double A that were, you know, a little less polished, but still throwing just as good as stuff, if not better as triple A. And then going down to the, to the, you know, kind of the high A, low A guys that I was seeing in, in the fall league, it was almost comfortable. It was, you know, almost like I was playing my age group and, and finally um, like kind of, kind of being comfortable in the box and almost feeling like I was dominating at that point. So um, yeah, I can really see a difference in all the levels and it, and I can't, I can't wait to, to see the, the difference at the major league one. Hey, Tristan, have you had a chance to meet David Ortiz during your, your time with the Red Sox? I've only met him one time in, in the dugout of my first spring training. Uh, it was actually my first spring training, major league spring training game on St. Patrick's Day, um, spring training of 2019. And coincidentally, earlier in the day, we had been doing a sliding practice uh, out on field four. And, and I had put on a, a pretty baggy pair of pants uh, to put over my pants that I was wearing. Um, went into the game and and I guess um, Alex Cora was joking around with Poppy about my pants because I guess they were a little tight. You know, they didn't, you know, fit exactly like, you know, he would wear his pants. So Cora called me over to him and was and, and Poppy told me, he's like, hey, um, we need to fix your pants. Like we need to get you a little more swag. And I was like, yeah, coincidentally, I was sliding with your old pants on, on field four earlier today. He got a pretty good laugh out of that. But that, outside of that, it's the only time I've met him. Um, but I've heard a lot of great things about him. As a, as a tall lefty hitter in the Red Sox organization, what was it like to see him get into the Hall of Fame last night? It was awesome. I know how much he means to the city of Boston. I know how much, um, you know, winning he's done uh, as, a, as a Red Sox. And I can only hope to, to emulate a little bit of that or, you know, even if I come close to half of it, uh, I'll, I'll, it'll be an accomplished career because he's, he's just done so much for the game and, um, and for, uh, 
you know, the, the Red Sox nation that, uh, you know, I try to represent as well as I can. And he's a good figure to follow. Um, hopefully I get to talk to him a little bit uh, as the years go on and, and get to pick his brain about how to be, you know, such a clutch player and uh, a winning uh, person. Tristan, Tristan, we've seen videos of uh, some of your home runs at Portland. A couple of them were real tape measure shots. Um, but a lot of evaluators think that there's more power for you to tap into and that eventually that will be a bigger part of your game. That's often the last piece that kind of comes together for a hitter. Where do you think you are in terms of your power potential and what has to be done um, for you to reach that potential? Yeah, I think I still, I'm still not done growing. I think uh, uh, physically and mentally, you know, I, I think I still have a lot of, uh, a lot to fill out, um, you know, and just pretty much my whole career up to now, I've always chased the uh, on-base percentage as opposed to slugging percentage because I feel like on-base um, puts you in a good process to, you know, make contact, grind out at bats, um, swing at good pitches. And I think that all leads towards the end result of wanting to slug, wanting to drive the ball. But, you know, more importantly, to be, be a power hitter, you shouldn't have to hit home, try to hit home runs or try to make something happen. I'm, I know I'm plenty big and strong enough. Um, you know, I'm 6'5". I weighed in last, uh, earlier this week at 265, you know, just rolling out of bed. So I know I'm plenty big enough. I'm plenty strong enough. I'm more than capable enough uh, to tap into that power. It's just a matter of if I'm swinging at the right pitches and the right counts and, and mentally I'm, I'm engaged uh, on what I'm trying to accomplish in the box. And um, it's not a, a – and that was one of the – the learning curves that I went through last year was realizing it's not a trickle down effect the opposite way or in terms of I'll just go in there and I'll start hitting I'll start banging and then they'll be afraid to pitch to me it's the opposite of way around you know they're gonna start nibbling see how they could draw me off see what they could chase uh, I chase and see what they could set me up with and then um if I don't you know dissipate the demonstrate a good discipline of the hitter zone then I'll be susceptible to those things but I realized once I started to be a little more patient um you know, draw more walks and, and just stop swinging at fringe pitches and stay towards the hitter zone as opposed to the, as opposed to the strike zone, um, I was a lot better off. So that's a little bit what I'm going to try to attack uh, going into 22. But I think uh, I think I'm close. Um, you know, I, I think uh, my swing's feeling dialed in right now. I'm really excited to 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 get uh, into the season, get some at bats going to, to see, you know, if what I've been working on is is beneficial or not. You mentioned your weight, Tristan. How much have you added since you were drafted? Uh, probably 25 pounds since I've been drafted over the last five years. So I'd say that's a pretty good increment, about five pounds a year. Um, you know, and I, I feel just as strong and, and as fast as the day that I walked in. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't think I've been sacrificed any mobility for, for weight. Hey, Tristan, can you – oh, go ahead. Uh, Tristan, uh, I saw you at the at the end of the AFL, you were getting ready to go home. How much back and forth have you had with uh, between uh, between South Florida and, and Fort Myers this offseason? What has your offseason uh, consisted of today? Hey, what's up, Alex? Uh, I know you got my message. Uh, I loved your article. But yeah, I this is my first time in Fort Myers this offseason. Uh, I, I got home right before Thanksgiving from the fall league. Uh, I trained all of all of December in, in Pembroke Pines, where I live. And all the way up to the 24th when I came here. So I was home for about seven weeks before I came. I'm going to be here for a week and then I'll go um, back to Fort Myers until we have an official date to come back to spring training. But uh, yeah, this is my first time here and it, and it felt <laughs> it felt weird. I was like, uh, it feels like so long ago that I've been here, but it kind of feels like yesterday that I seen these people. So uh, short off season for me, 
um, right back into the swing of things um, after the fall league, but I'm excited. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. And uh, I love this game. I love uh, playing it. And I love people, uh, the people that I'm around. So um, I don't have any problem being here as long as possible. Does this feel a bit different just in terms of the duration that you're preparing yourself for, right? Like in theory, if, if this is your major league debut season, then you could be playing through the end of September, maybe into October at this point. Yeah. Last year I played until the end of, end of November. So uh, and I started at the same time and, uh, you know, I felt really great. I took care of myself really well throughout the season. Um, and uh, I kind of got a, a pretty good blueprint as opposed to, uh, you know, just going out there on a limb. I got an idea of my routines and stuff. So I'm going to look to to build off that this year, um, really sharpen those things and uh, hone in on my skills and, and, and try to uh, make that debut this year. That'd be pretty cool. Hey, Tristan, in Kind of your self-evaluation process in the offseason now and here in the uh, the winter workout period, what do you see as being your strengths as a as a hitter and a player overall and some of the things that you feel that you have to kind of continue to evolve with? What's up, Chris? I uh, love your scarf. But, uh, yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to work on everything. I, I think, uh, you know, there's room for improvement on every side of the ball, and, and uh, that goes the same for my weaknesses. Uh, I, I, know, I know my strengths, uh, you know, obviously are, are mostly in the box. Uh, you know, that's, my, that's, my, that's going to be my claim to fame, you know, getting the hit and hit for power and, and driving the ball, driving in runs and hitting extra base hits. Um, that's what I do well. But, um, you know, on the, on the weakness sides of things, I don't know how many weaknesses I, I like to say I have. You know, I, I, I like to think that I work hard on every single one to, to try to make them a strength and make my strengths even stronger. And, uh, and uh, yeah, just all right, cool. Um, but uh, I wouldn't say uh, that I have any weaknesses or strengths. I just say that I, I go out there and try to do uh, everything perfect. Um, I try to be the best at everything. And uh, hopefully I'll fall, fall down, final line uh, with everybody else somewhere. But uh, I shoot for the moon and, and land among the stars kind of thing with my strengths and weaknesses. And from a player's perspective, there's obviously, you know, this huge uncontrollable thing in regard to, you know, what the season and the lockout, et cetera. How do you how do you handle that from a mental standpoint? Obviously, putting the work in, knowing that you want to make that debut this year. Yeah, I know. Eventually, one day we're gonna play another game again, and uh, you know we're gonna see who's been working and who hasn't. Uh, I'm sure everybody um, is a little more sure as to uh, when we're gonna play in the next game, as opposed to like last year with the COVID. You know, that was that was a crazy year. Um, I had applied that that mindset a little more towards that because we really had no unknown. We, we were really unknown about, uh, you know, the future. So I'm going to go into it with the same approach this year. Um, I don't know when spring training is. I don't know when it's going to start, but I'm just going to take every uh, possible day to, to try to get better and, and come into spring training whenever that may be in the best shape as possible. Uh, what type of relationship do you have with Nick York? You guys are obviously going through this mini camp together. So how well do you guys know each other? Yeah, in the short time that uh, I've got to know him, he's, he's become one of my best friends here. Uh, we've tried to gravi gravitate towards each other. We know that, you know, we're both really great players. We can learn a lot from each other. And um, I've been in the organization for a couple more years than him. So he asks me a lot of questions about what I think about certain things. And I give my opinion to him. And he's going to develop his own opinions and his own friendships and relationships um, with the same people that I have. And I know we're in a, a Tightly, tightly knit group and we feed off each other and, uh, you know, we try to make each other as, as, as best as possible. So I spent a lot of time with him in the alt site. That was where I met him originally. Um, and our first conversation 
um, you know, he came up to me in the cage and he, and he said to me, he's like, uh, hey, I, I, um, I noticed you or I've been hearing around that you have a pretty strict routine that you like to follow every day and you just do these weird things. Like, why, why do you do those things? And I told him, I was like, well, it's, it's funny. Some people might see what I do as weird or, you know, that's a strict routine, but I just, I see it as something I do every day. You know, I just see it as, as another thing that I just come to the park and do. Other people see it as weird. And he's like, I like that. I really like that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be friends with you. And I was like, I mean, not a bad guy to pick, but um, ever since that day, we've, we've, uh, we've been roommates and in spring training, we were roommates last year. And I know we're going to be playing with each other soon. I know he'll catch up to me uh, pretty quick. Tristan, Tristan. Go ahead, Johnny. Okay. Tristan, did you um, get a chance to work with Yastrzemski or Evans in spring training over the last few years? No, the only the only interaction I've ever had with uh, with Yaz is, uh, was in our, our clubhouse training room area. He was uh, having a conversation with Jim Rice. And, um, you know, I was just listening to them, overhearing them. It was in spring training, I think, my first year. And uh, they were peering into the weight room, and, and they were deadlifting pretty heavy weight. And, uh, and Yaz says to, to Jim Rice, he's like, man, I don't, I don't get why these kids are lifting 450 pounds. Like, the bat is only 31 ounces. Like, I don't know. I don't know why they're trying to swing. So what are they trying to do all that weight for? They just got to swing a 31-ounce bat. It's not even two pounds. Uh, and I was like, man, that's such a such an interesting uh, point of view. But outside of that, no, I've never talked to him, and I, I don't even think he knew that knew that I was listening to that conversation. But uh, when when two Hall of Famers step into the room, you know, you gotta try to pick their brains or just listen to what they're talking about. Just have you gotten a chance to uh, to meet Coach uh, Katie Crawl yet, or, or work with her this week? And uh, what has that uh, interaction been like? Yeah, I haven't got I haven't got to work with her a lot. Um, I got to meet her after she introduced herself uh, in our in our introduction meetings uh, earlier on Monday, um, but no, I haven't got to to really speak to her, go in depth. I've seen her around, but um, I'm just you know kind of with my blinders on while I'm here. So um, if she uh, you know is is open to any, I'm open to anything. So if she wants to talk, we can talk. But uh, no, I haven't. Tristan, um, just wanted to ask about how the f past couple of years, your, your schedules kind of uh, bounced around between the pandemic and then last year kind of going back and forth from the Olympics and that sort of thing. How well do you think that's prepared you, I guess, for what could theoretically be a more normal year and, uh, you know, in terms of being able to just sort of go with the flow type of thing? Yeah, last year was definitely unorthodox, you know, with, the, with all the travel. I had the, the flight to Japan. I don't know. Uh, how many more times I'll have a, a flight to Japan in the middle of the season, you know? And uh, so that was, I mean, I'm not complaining. All of it was really cool, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to a normal year this year. Um, hopefully I get to play a lot of games and, and get into a groove of the season. Cause I am a firm believer of, of, uh, you know, a natural flow of the season. You just get into a groove, you're seeing the ball well. And um, that might've been disrupted a couple of times last year, but for all good reasons. And I was playing ball even when I was out. So I don't feel like I missed the beat uh, really at any point last year, but um, yeah, hopefully, you know, this year have, has, is a little more normal, um, you know, where I get a little more games in a row under my belt. Um, but either way, I know, uh, you know, what my job is when I step into the box. So it doesn't matter what state, what country, uh, what time of the day, I know, you know, that I'm going to compete in the box, which is the most important thing. Anyone else for Tristan? 
All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Tristan, thank you for giving us a few minutes of your time today. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Tristan. All right, everyone. We'll be right back on with Chris. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.